98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. The government has hit on at pro-democracy lawmakers saying they just want to cause trouble in LegCo. President Trump fails to hold his daily coronavirus briefing two days after provoking, provoking ridicule by suggesting COVID-19 patients could be treated with disinfectant. And the World Health Organization warns against using so-called immunity passports, saying there's currently no proof that people who have antibodies to the coronavirus are protected from a second infection. The chief secretary, Matthew Zhang, has hit out at pro-democracy lawmakers over the deadlock in LegCo's House committee, saying filibustering legislators just want to cause trouble rather than do anything constructive. He also defended the arrest of 15 prominent pro-democracy figures last week on charges linked to illegal assembly during protests last year. Francis Sitt reports. Writing on his blog, the chief secretary said the committee had been unable to make any progress electing a chairman over the past six months because the Civic Party's dense quark had been presiding over the meetings. He said it was irresponsible to use procedural matters to paralyze the committee and that the objective was to hinder governance, thereby wasting public resources. The chief secretary also defended the arrest of the pro-democracy figures. Mr. Jones said the investigation and prosecution were all done in accordance with the law and anyone, including foreign governments and lawmakers, should not interfere in Hong Kong affairs. His faults were echoed by Justice Secretary Theresa Chang. On her blog, she says prosecutors would work independently and wouldn't be affected by politics or any other kind of pressure. The Labour and Welfare Secretary Lao Zigong says the number of unemployed CSSA applicants has surged by one and a half times in just a month to 1,800 in March. Writing on his blog, he mentioned a number of government a number of government measures that were being put in place. They include doubling the asset limit for welfare recipients for six months from June, as well as self-use properties being exempted from the asset test. Mr. Law said applying for social welfare didn't mean people are incapable of earning a living or lack self-esteem. New People's Party legislator Eunice Young is calling for more support for parents working from home during the COVID-19 pandemic. Ms. Young, a mother of two, says some parents are experiencing stress from helping their children with online classes. Schools have been closed since the Chinese New Year holidays in late January. Ms. Young was speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong. To reduce any unwanted frictions among family members, the government should also instigate a contingent assistance scheme for those families with special needs, including strengthening caregiver relief supports, 24-hour online counselling services for family and so on. In fact, NGOs and social workers are more than welcomed to play an active role, assisting the parents in dealing with the stresses under the pandemic threats. The mainland has confirmed 11 new coronavirus cases, but no new deaths from, for the 11th day in a row. Five of the new cases were in Heilongjiang province, a northeastern border area with Russia that's seen a surge in infections. Another was in Guangdong province. The other five were imported from overseas. President Trump hasn't held his daily coronavirus briefing at the White House, tweeting that it wasn't worth his time or effort. His absence comes two days after he provoked outrage and ridicule by suggesting the COVID-19 patients could be treated with disinfectant. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. 
A news conference featuring the President and members of the White House Coronavirus Task Force has become an almost daily event during the pandemic. On Friday, Mr Trump cut the conference short and declined to answer any questions. Earlier, correspondents had challenged the President's claim that he was being sarcastic when he talked about injecting disinfectants to get rid of COVID-19. His tweet appears to confirm reports that the daily briefings may be coming to an end because polls suggest they have not bolstered Mr Trump's popularity among voters. The World Health Organization has warned against countries trying to use so-called immunity passports to enable people who've recovered from the virus to return to work or travel. It says there's currently no evidence that people who've, who have anti, anti, antibodies to the virus are protected from a second infection. The idea has been floated by some governments looking to ease the restrictions which have crippled economies. Professor Mark van Rens from a Belgian government committee on coronavirus strongly opposes the suggestion. I hate that idea. I abhor the fact that we would give people passports, a green one or a red one, depending on their serology status. That will lead to forgeries. That will lead to people willfully infecting themselves to the virus. This is just not a good idea. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The number of officially recorded coronavirus-related deaths in Britain has exceeded 20,000. It's the fifth country to have passed that threshold after Italy, Spain, France and the United States, which has registered the highest number of deaths. Here's the BBC's Nick Triggle. A review by the Office for National Statistics showed more than 9 out of 10 deaths in England and Wales have been among people with pre-existing health problems, such as heart disease. The average person has had two or three conditions. The figures announced today only include hospital deaths, and there are strong signs those may have peaked. But the same cannot be said for care home fatalities, where the figures are growing rapidly. Ten Pacific Island nations are continuing to stave off any infections from the coronavirus pandemic sweeping the rest of the world. There are only 255 proven cases across the islands, with the U.S. territory of Guam accounting, accounting for more than half, and there have just been seven deaths. Here's the BBC's Phil Mercer in Sydney. Pacific nations were among the first in the world to close their international borders because of COVID-19. Ten, including Vanuatu and Tonga, remain free of the disease. Papua New Guinea has just a handful of known cases, but they're spread across four provinces. Undetected community transmission is a concern, and a larger coronavirus outbreak could overwhelm a fragile health system. Authorities in southern Yemen have declared autonomous rule in defiance of the Saudi-backed government. The Southern Transitional Council, based on this in the city of Aden, also announced a state of emergency. Here's the BBC's James Reid. Yemen is already divided by conflict with Houthi rebels who control the north. The declaration of autonomy in the south could open a new front in the disastrous civil war. Yemen's Saudi-backed government said it amounted to armed insurgency and would have catastrophic consequences. There was heavy fighting in Aden last year when the southern separatists, backed by the United Arab Emirates, made a similar bid for autonomy. They say the government has not kept to the terms of a peace deal and they are better off ruling themselves. Police in Colombia have captured one of the country's most wanted suspected drug traffickers after they were alerted to his whereabouts by a party being held in contravention of the COVID-19 lockdown. Here's the BBC's Daniel Schweimer. Gustavo Alvarez Deyes, also known as Davo, is a suspected member of the powerful Gulf cartel, a former hitman who'd served time in the US. 
he was proving difficult to find. Then police received reports of luxury cars, large quantities of alcohol and musicians, including mariachi singers, heading to a remote estate in what appeared to be a week-long party. It was a blatant contravention of Colombia's restrictions in place to fight the COVID-19 virus. The police had their man. Poland will restart its top-flight football league season in just under five weeks' time, with matches being played behind closed doors. German football is waiting for government authorization to restart its matches, but some European leagues, notably in the Netherlands, have abandoned the season. From Warsaw, here's the BBC's Adam Easton. Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki said sport, apart from improving people's health, plays an important role in the Polish economy. Footballers in Poland's top-flight league, known as the Extra Klasa, will be tested for coronavirus and quarantined for 14 days before resuming training. Matches will restart on May the 29th, and if everything goes to plan, the league could be finished before the end of July. Poland was among the first European countries to introduce a stringent lockdown, and restrictions on public life are slowly starting to be lifted. The Associated Press is reporting that NBA facilities could reopen from Friday, providing local governments don't have a say. Uh, sorry, providing local governments don't have a stay-at-home order due to the coronavirus pandemic. Any workouts that take place would be voluntary and limited to individual sessions. It doesn't mean a resumption of basketball games is imminent. Many NBA players have said they haven't even had access to a basket since the league ordered teams to close their practice facilities on March the 19th. The Philadelphia Eagles have acquired wide receiver Marquise Goodwin and a sixth-round pick from the San Francisco 49ers on the final day of the NFL entry draft. To end the news, our top stories once again. The government's hit out at pro-democracy lawmakers saying they just want to cause trouble in Lechko. President Trump fails to hold his daily coronavirus briefing two days after provoking ridicule by suggesting COVID-19 patients could be treated with disinfectant. And the World Health Organization warns against using so-called immunity passports, saying there's currently no proof that people who have antibodies to the coronavirus are protected from a second infection. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.